Hi everybody and welcome to another uh, blog or bod- vlog or podcast, whatever you, you, you're listening to this. I just want to say thank you for um, spending some time with me again. And today's topic is, um, I suppose, one that comes from um, my other job, which is uh, all about gardening. And I remember quite well, and I love this particular rose, and if you come over to the website and have a look at the actual uh, blog post, you'll see the rose and you'll see a little video that I made about it. But as I came to prune this very old uh, rose, I said a prayer. Uh, Creator God, God, guide me as I prune, as I cut and I snip, wire brush and bend. Cause new growth to fill the world with your beauty and purpose. (laughs) Okay. To be honest, I didn't really pray such a poetic prayer, but it was was the intent of my heart, and I'm sure the Lord heard it. But after after cutting and snipping much of last season's growth away, I actually reached for my bright yellow handled uh, wire brush. Now, normally I use this for, um, you know, wire brushes are used for brushing off the rust off steel, and this was now to be used on a plant, a living rose. In fact, I would consider the queen of the garden. And I always slightly cringe when I come to pruning season. It, it seems such a harsh thing to do, you know, to cut away uh, what has taken time and energy to put together. And I always warn my gardening clients that this may seem harsh, but something has to go <laughs> if they want the fruit or the flowers. And the wire brush seems the harshest of my tools to me. It's like a a full-on assault of scratching and abuse on a very protective layer of the soul. And as uh, I'm a kind of a soft-hearted kind of a person, and I I wince at the thought. You know, I never like to be that harsh with, with any living thing. But, you know, there is bark and there is lichen and moss and a, a callousine has built up over the seasons that shrouds the potential living underneath. And uh, there, under the protective layers, is a, is a place of uh, cellular transformation. Look, I can't see it with my make, naked eye, but um, I know it's there. And all it needs is to be stimulated into growth and some irritation and a little bit of light to touch its cells. And then boom, you know, multiplication begins to happen. And uh, cells form other cells, and this this is an absolute explosion of beautiful growth. Um, I can't see it, but I know it's happening. And then um, a few months later, a bud is like pushing out uh, in the spring and telling the world, I'm here, (laughs) and I've got something to display, a, a beauty and a significance. And, uh, you know, whenever I see this in the spring, I do a little dance, really. <laughs> uh, and I often I might see this sort of explosion of growth in, in people I have conversations with, people like you. And uh, actually, if you come over to the website and have a look, you'll see uh, a picture of a new bud that was formed in 2016. So that's um, six years ago, after a wire brushing in the winter. <clears throat> and I've put up a video of that same rose bush uh, five years later, and uh, which I took it just a few days ago. And uh, you'll see the incredible difference. Now, I just wonder what, what's covering you? 
I think we all build up uh, protective layers over our souls, little ways to, um, I suppose, keep the world out from knowing our most authentic selves, ways in which we um, manage life that might have worked for a while, but in the end uh, need to be removed so that something new can come to life. You know, uh, before we had layers, you know, before Genesis 3, there was complete and utter intimacy, or into me see. Uh, there were no secrets, no hidden compartments, no fears, no holding back of the truest of who we are. There were no manipulations or demands uh, to get what we need. But I suppose now we, we have calluses that uh, protect our, our small inner child, waiting for a hug, <laughs> some love and some reassurance. And with, with every hurt, we build up a few more cells to protect ourselves. Uh, we build out a plan and some behaviours to get our, our, our needs met our way. You know, I will never get hurt again becomes like a mantra to the soul. And over years and years of saying this uh, to ourselves, the layers sort of build up upon themselves. You know, moss and lichen and unwanted parasites, they, they grow in the crevices and the cracks and but I think we all have a beauty and a purpose, uh, but so hidden the way that it's lost to ourselves and especially to others who need our beauty and purpose to complement their own. So when someone says to us that um, there is a beauty and a purpose in us, we laugh, like Sarah <laughs> in, the, in Genesis, where she laughed at God's suggestion that she might have a baby. Um, but actually, something sticks. You know, we, we know at a heart level that it might be right. We don't like it, but we actually long for it. And Dan Allender says, look, I want the tidy and true, but I crave the, the wild and the unknown. I love that. <laughs> I like the tidy and the true. Yeah, nice and tidy. But actually there's something that is within me that I really want the wild and the unknown. Um. Could you, looking under the surface, uh, under your surface, find something of life transformation in you? Uh, could I or someone else uh, take the wire brush to your back? Probably like, oh, no. <laughs> um, Jesus once described God, the father slash mother, as being like a, a vine dresser, someone who cares for the health of the vine. And in the passage from John 15 too, he uses prune to describe the vine dresser's actions upon the vine. And the original listeners would have heard the word prune as the word as the Greek word katharia, which means to make clean uh, by purging or removing undesirable elements. Uh, it's a cleanup process. It's what I do to the roses. Uh, taking away that is what unwanted, unneeded, and ultimately unhelpful uh, to the creative beauty and purpose stored up. And look, it can feel harsh and brutal at the time, but given some time, uh, a newness is welcomed into the world. Men and women, I believe, actually are different. Uh, you know, tell a woman she is beautiful, and most likely she'll wonder what you want. Tell them there is beauty within her, and she'll most likely dismiss it and you. But uh, start to speak to the, the desires of her heart and you'll discover like a, a dormant bud at the cellular level and uh, speak affirmations into it 
and perhaps uh, something might start to grow. And I believe, uh, for most part, many women confuse beauty with external performances. Shape, hair, skin, clothes, weight. And the world just panders to this comparisonitis. Um, but, but real beauty uh, has an attractiveness that uh, embodies divine beauty and the wow of what God is like. Uh, it's in every woman. It really is. Larry Crabb says that a woman is feminine when she relates in a way that invites others to see something about God that is irresistibly attractive. Something about the relational nature of God that she was created to enjoy and reveal. Uh, you know, and I see this all the time. Some things that, that women just do that like, oh, wow, I just see uh, God just, I see the God-like nature of God in what she's doing. It's beautiful. You know, and a beautiful woman wel welcomes us in to see what God is like. Look, come into my home, messy as it is, and I'll reveal something of God. And I've got a blog post about that uh, you can have a look at. But it's different for men. I think, um, you know, tell a man, a man has a purpose and something might just light up. But under the years of failures and false starts, uh, like an impotence of the soul might have just calloused over the cells. It will still be there, you know, a desire to move into his world and make a difference. Um, yes, one want to make a difference too, but it comes from a different core place in their soul. It comes from a place of beauty. For men, it's different, and most women don't get it. It's as foreign to them as the idea of expressing beauty is to a man. <laughs> you see, the chief fear of a man is that he is weightless, that he, what he does has no impact. And I sit here, and I write these words, and I speak into this camera and the microphone, and I just wonder, are they having any impact? <laughs> Am I just speaking into nothing? <laughs> Who's listening out there? Is it making a difference? Will it leave a mark? Uh, change someone's world? Um, why brush someone as such so that new growth springs forth? And I seriously do wonder, is this making any difference? And I don't get a lot of feedback from my YouTube or videos or podcasts. So I'm like, am I just speaking to myself? <laughs> so if you want to encourage me, send me an email. You know, where will this bursting bud of creativity that I'm just sharing here go off to? Um, will it reach a heart? Will it touch a heart? If it's you, please email me. <laughs> Look, as a male pruning a rose, I want to see the new growth influencing the space that it takes up. Uh, there's progress in this life and that the beauty and the perfumes of the rose will, will make a difference. You know, I'm bringing some roses home at the moment and um, my wife and my family are enjoying the beauty and the, and the fragrance and I, I light up because it's like I'm moving into the world and I'm bringing something of beauty. So it's a male thing. Um, but you, you can read more about uh, men and um, I've got some posts in the book about understanding men. But um, rose, bushes, rose bushes don't run from the wire brush. <laughs> Like, have you ever seen a rose bush take up roots and run? Can you imagine that? 
like I'm walking towards this rose bush with the second tears and the wire brush in hand and the rose bush suddenly gets up and out of the soil and takes off. <laughs> Seriously though, roses are quite submissive to the care of the gardener. Yeah, and it's the intentionality of the vine dresser to come every day to care for the rose that makes the difference. Sometimes it's with a secateur, sometimes with wire brush, but other times it's uh, with water and fertilizer and compost. Um, and at other times, it's just to stand back and gaze and with wonder at the beauty and purpose unfolding in front of their eyes. You know, they take time to smell the roses and speak words of love and affirmation. Look, I'll, I'll take time in my business just to stop and smell the rose and just say thank you. <laughs> Thanking for its perseverance and tenacity of mission. Real roses don't run. Instead, they submit to the one who knows them better than they know themselves. Wire brushing happens, but it's for the briefest of moments. And Proverbs 3, uh, 3 verse 12 says, For the Lord corrects those he loves, just as a father corrects a child in whom he delights. Or perhaps the, the Pearman Living Translation <laughs> says, uh, For the vine dresser brushes and prunes those he loves, just as a loving parent cares for the child they dance over. So it's my version. <laughs> Look, I, I get many emails from all of people all over the world uh, some in very desperate situations. Uh, what can I do? I often ponder. I mull over advice I could give, suggestions to make that might change things. Sure, there can be truly helpful directions forward, but not after uh, carefully and sensitively noticing the heart of the rose bush in front of me. And if Christ, the master gardener, was standing alongside me, I wonder what he would point out to me. What would he say uh, that way of thinking and behaviour has served them sort of okay for the period of their life, but now it has to go so something new can come? Um, Barry, see, see how they've been covered in self-protective layers? How the moss and lichen and parasites and, and mould have covered over them? That has to go too, because there is something beautiful underneath. And you might also say, I'm, I'm always doing new work in people, and the people I love. More of my beauty and purpose to come out of them. I, I think God the gardener is very patient with us. <laughs> Their care uh, can feel like a wire brush. But probably it's more like a gentle nudge with open-hearted questions that we didn't want to hear. It's an invitation to let them into where they already know the mess. It's a wisdom that is pure, full of quiet gentleness, peace-loving, courteous, open to discussion, willing to yield to others, full of mercy, full of good deeds, wholehearted, straightforward, sincere. And that's sort of from James 3.17. So for me, and I hope for you, that you don't run from the vine dresser. Here's some quotes for you to think about. Shame causes us to see our identity as flawed rather than seeing ourselves as having flaws. Dan Allender. All changes, even the most longed for, have their melancholy, for what we shall leave behind us is a, past, is a part of ourselves. We must die to one life before we can enter into another. In Anatole, France. Metanoite, 
or change of consciousness can only come with time. Patience is the very shape of love. Without it, religion is merely about enforcing laws and requirements. Richard Rohr The word change normally refers to new beginnings, but transformation more often happens not when something new begins, but when something old falls apart. The pair of old, something old falling apart, disruption and chaos, invites the soul to listen at a deeper level. It invites and sometimes forces the soul to go to a new place because the old place is not working anymore. Richard Raw. Some questions. Where have you felt the wisdom of a gentle wire brush on your life? Old ways being removed so something new can emerge. Number two, what happens in you when you hear the words beauty and purpose? Three, the quote, I want the tidy and true, I crave the wild and unknown from Dan Allender, has an invite to venture into the unknown. How comfortable are you at stepping into the unknown? Look, I, I, I hope this has been of help to you uh, this week or whenever you're listening to it. And if you want to email me, I'd just love to hear from you because I, I truly like to um, connect with people where they're at. You can email me at barry at turningthepage.co.nz and just another big thank you to those people who uh, give a little bit of money each month, um, dollar a month, US dollar a month. That just helps to pay for the costs of the website and what I'm doing here. And if you'd like to be part of that team, it's at turningthepage.co.nz forward slash support okay until next week uh may you be wire brushed mm, gently okay bye